Be ready for everything and anything. Every good player has the ability to slow the game down. It doesn't matter what just happened, it's what you're gonna do next. Welcome to the Get Zoned In podcast for coaches looking to improve their skills and knowledge both on and off the field. Whether you're a seasoned veteran or just starting out, this podcast is for you. We'll be exploring a variety of topics that are relevant and important to baseball and softball coaches, but this advice can be used for all sports and skill levels. Join us as we dive into the world of coaching and learn from some of the best in the business. Whether you're looking to improve your team's performance or just want to make a positive impact on your players, we've got you covered. Let's go and let's play ball. Welcome to the Get Zoned In podcast. I'm Duke Baxter with Steve Nickrack, Inside Zone Sports Academy, and we have another great episode for you today. Last week, I was interviewed by Coach Steve about my playing days, challenges I faced, and what it was that sparked me to play and coach baseball. Coach Steve, what topics do we have today? Yes, guys, welcome back. Thanks for joining us. We have uh, something we're going to call the top Bush League things we've seen on the ball field. And for you coaches out there that, that don't know what Bush League means, it's really just those things that you don't like to see. Uh, you, you'll, get a, you'll get a glimpse into some of the topics that we're talking about. But Duke and I are basically going to bounce, bounce questions off one another. Some of them were submitted, some that we've seen on the field, and we're really going to go through and and dictate whether or not we consider it Bush League or not. So I'll, I'll jump in with number one. Coach Duke, when a winning team is running out the clock with the lead, pitching changes, faking injuries, extended mound visits, really just trying to eat up the time limit, would you consider that Bush League? Bush League. It happened to me two weeks ago. We were behind by one run. The other team, the coach calls timeout and switches catchers with five minutes left in the in the the time. So he takes the gear off. The other guy's putting his gear on. Next thing you know, umpire goes, time, game's over. So he lost by one, and it was like, you don't need to call a, 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 a catching change for no reason. The kid didn't get hit. He didn't get hurt. You know, and I was just like, that right there was a Bush League call right there. So that was... That I definitely consider Bush League. I couldn't agree more. And there's guys that go out and they'll do a mound visit and a pitching change. Again, faking injuries. It's all under the same category. Definitely Bush League. <laughs> what about this one? Number two, players chanting from the dugout during the pitcher's windup. Yeah. I mean, it's partially Bush League, partially not. You know, I love energy coming from the dugout. There's a time and place for it. You, you want guys with high energy. You want guys talking. But the, the constant screaming and yelling during the pitcher's windup, definitely Bush League. Bush League. Batter squaring up to bunt. And once the corner infield crashes, they bring the bat back and swing. Mm, a little fake bunt hit right there. A little well, slash. Yeah, a little slash. I think that's I think that's some there's some strategy to that. Especially if you have some guys on base, you want to see if you know if you're bringing the third baseman in and next thing you know you're slapping it by him, but you know, there, there's rules. There's some some leagues that say it's illegal, and some rules that say it's legal. So I think I don't think that's bush league. I think that's hey, that's uh, you know a guy screwing around. If you get them charging, you can just kind of slap the ball down and get it by somebody. I don't see if I don't see it being bush league. I don't think so either. How about this one? First and third situation. The runner on first walking off the base early 
or trying to get into a rundown to help the runner from third base score? I don't think it's Bush League. Um, I think that's that's small ball. That's teams trying to, to manufacture runs. However, I think if you're winning by a lot and, and you can tell right away that you know the opposing team really doesn't have a chance, I'd much rather see you swing the bat. But if it's a tight game and you want to put pressure on the defense and maybe cause a little chaos on the base pass, no problem with it. But uh, try to get a feel for the situation. Know your opponent. Know, you know, are, are you guys hammering them? Are you up big? Are you just trying to bully another team, then I would consider it Bush League, but I don't think so. I don't think so either, especially sometimes, you know, if you're not hitting the pitcher and you're like down, you're down 2 nothing, and you're like, man, we got to try to figure something out here. Maybe I can, we can steal a run because we're not doing too much and let's see if we can get something done. I mean, we're really putting ourselves at it, right? If they get the, if they tag him out, it's an out and we don't get the run across, but sometimes you're just trying to manufacture, like you said, and trying to get that extra run. So I think it's, not Bush League. How about this? Stepping into the batter's box with your hand up, asking for time on every <laughs> single pitch. I think the exact comment was for 30 to 45 seconds. That was the comment. I don't know if that's Bush League. I think that stinks. I think that drags the game on. You know, the, the umpires are trying to speed up the game. Now, if the pitcher's quick pitching and every single time he, you know, he gets the ball in his hand, he's, he's on the rubber, and as soon as you're, you're ready, he's firing balls at you, and you're just kind of – you want them to wait for you, but, you know, if, if it's a long 10, 12, 15-second time that your hand's up and you're doing this and doing that, then, then yes, I think it's Bush League, but I think it all depends on that situation of, of, of what's happening. What about this one? 12U game, the parents standing behind home plate telling the batter where the catcher's set up. 100% Bush League. <laughs> That's bad. I mean, you know, I have a thing with the parents on my team where, you know, I have a couple parents that they might have a radar gun or a pocket radar. Or, you know, they're back there trying to coach their kid who's on the mound. I hate that stuff. I'm all for parents being supportive, but sit in the stands, cheer them on. If you're standing behind home plate telling the batter where the catcher's set up, I don't know. you got to find another hobby. That is 100% Bush League. Bush League. No doubt. <laughs> How about this one? Duke's going to laugh at this one. Coaches in full uniform and spikes coaching third base. <laughs> Coaches, that's Bush League. If you're, in, if you're in uni, all right, I used to love being in the uni, but full spikes, full decked out like, like you're playing? Coaches, you're not playing. Your playing days are over. You can wear the uniform to be like the team or, you know, whatever, but I think when you, put, when you start putting those spikes on and, you know, they, you're taking it to a whole other level, that's... That's like wearing batting gloves over there in the first base block, wearing batting gloves and everything. So I think, I think that's a little bush league yeah. right there. I saw something cool a couple years back. The Georgia third base coach was their hitting coach, and um, I want to say they were in the the SEC championship, and he wore eye black with the guys. But I think that's he cool. came out, yeah. you know, more of a motivational thing just to to get the guys fired up to play and it was a little funny so that that, that wasn't bush league but i think you know if you're coaching an, an 8u baseball game and you're in pants and spikes definitely bush league <laughs> how about the batter doing a chop down swing after the ball's crossed home plate to disrupt the catcher's throw down to second bush league um you know i think there's a time and place for it though you know like 
you know, if you're just trying to protect the runner, maybe you put a swing on it. But, you know, if you're just waving the bat over home plate to try to really cause chaos and the ball's already in the catcher's glove, then I would consider it Bush League. Yeah, me too. The team that does the fake, I guess this is kind of like the last one, the team that does the fake bunt steal every single time there's a runner on base. I mean, sometimes you're doing it to see what the what the defense is doing. You know, I, there's a lot of times that, you know, if the catcher's got a cannon, you know, I have a guy that's on first and we're trying to get, I'm trying to get that guy over to second. I'll, I'll do the old fake bunt and have him bring it back nice and slow and the catcher's eyes to kind of keep him back a little bit. But I'm still giving up a strike to, you know, to hopefully get the runner safe. But I don't know. I, I think it's – there's some kind of game strategy to that. So I think it's – it could be partial Bush League, depending when and where and how. Yeah, depending but on the situation. I think depending on the situation. How about this one? Number 10, stealing home on a windup for the Mercy Rule win. 100% Bush League. I don't like that stuff. And it kind of goes back to when we were talking earlier about first and third situations and, and, and guys running off the bag. You know, stealing home to win? Nothing wrong with it, right? You're trying to – and a lot of times, too, like you're trying to protect your pitchers. Um, you're trying to keep the pitch counts low. You're trying to save arms. In these long tournaments, a lot of times I think some of the tournament rules put coaches in a position to do things they might not want to do. You know, if you're playing four games on a Sunday and, you know, your guy needs to throw the next game and he's getting close to the pitch limit, whatever it might be, I think that causes coaches to do things that they normally wouldn't do. But I'd much rather see you let your player swing the bat. You know, for a mercy run win – I think that's Bush League. Yeah, me too. Bush League. How about the take one for the team coaches? Sheesh. You know what? I think we've all been in that situation where guy's 0-2, he hangs a curveball, and the guy jumps out of the way like it's going to kill him, and it was like going for his his leg or something. Not like a head-hunting ball up at his head, but like that one that you're like, oh, man, if you just stayed in there, you could have got on first base, you're 0-2. It was a soft curveball, but – I think the coach that does that all the time, take it for the team, just stay in there. And now all of a sudden the fastball comes up and in, and the guy's like, you know, I just think it's hard to get these kids to, to understand what that means, you know, and you don't want them to get hurt. But I know what they mean by it, but, you know, every time they're yelling that, I just feel like it's like, ugh, that's just Bush League when you're yelling that out to the kids. Like, come on, let's go, let it hit you. Take it for the team. Come on, we got to, like, you know, and just kind of going overboard with it, but. I would say it's Bush League. If you want them to take it for the team, teach them how to do it the right way. But you yelling it from the third base box, like, Bush League. I'll take it a step further. I think coaches yelling from the third base box in general is Bush League. Those guys that are screaming out corrections and telling kids, get loaded earlier, get your foot down, stop dropping your hands, swing. Like, that stuff, that stuff meant for in the dugout in between innings, personal conversations one-on-one. Coaches should not be screaming at the batter. I don't care what it's about. You know, if my, one of my guys jumps out of the way of a ball in an 0-2 count, in between innings, I'm going to say to him, hey, hang in there. You know, perfect opportunity to, you know, get in there and, and put together a quality at bat and get hit by a pitch and, and pass the bat along. This next one's good because it's like something that we were always taught to do when we were in Little League. Every time with you know, certain coaches you'd have would be like, come on, square around. So number 12 is 3-0, and squaring up to bunt but just waving the bat back and forth and then always pulling it back, trying to force a walk. <laughs> yeah, I was taught that too growing up. Um, I, again, I think a lot of these questions depend on the situation in the game. It depends on your opponent. You know, you're waving the bat. You're trying to distract the pitcher. I get it. You're trying to, to, to get on base. Um, 
I don't really like the waving the bat thing. I don't think there's anything wrong with squaring up to, to fake bunt on a 3-0 pitch and then pulling back. But the waving the bat over home plate, I'm not a huge fan of. But, again, I think it's situationally based. I don't, I don't really know if it's Bush League or not. How about this? Infielders pretending to tag a runner out when the play isn't even at their bag trying to get guys to slide. Man, we had a kid named Chris Black, and we were in the Valley League. And this little dude was a bulldog. He shaved his head. He was a little animal. He was fast. He was strong. And he went in the second base to, to slide on a steal. And the shortstop faked it. And, and Chris got up and just punched him right in his dome and knocked him out cold. Both sides cleared out. And it was like, like you just don't, like you can get hurt doing that. Like, I understand being a middle infielder, Coach Steve and I, and a guy, you know, is stealing, let's say hit and run maybe, and we're pretending like we're putting a double play together. So to get him to slide into the bag when the guy maybe hits a fly ball to right field and you're kind of deking him a little bit, but on a straight steal, you know, on no throw, and the guy's not even throwing it down to, to get him to go down and tag, like, I think that's Bush League. You, that's, 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 not, uh, that's not okay. You, you see it in certain situations. You see guys and, you know, maybe the guy goes to second base and you see to throw and the guy gets the short hop, but he runs into center field like he's pretending like he's going to get the ball to try to deke the guy to, the, you know, the base runner to kind of round it off and, and tag him out. You've seen stuff like that before. But I think that fake tag, you know, on a steal or something, I don't know. I just think that takes it too far, and I think that's Bush League. Yeah, and, and you like you said, you can cause injuries. I think the uh... – like you said, there's a time and place for deacon a runner on a on a potential double play ball, you know, when, you know, hit and run situation. But you know, you got the third base coach yelling up, 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 or easy, 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 and then all of a sudden you got a, a shortstop pretending to tag you out. That's where you know you blow out a knee, not knowing whether you're going to slide or get down or stay up. So, yeah, I think I think it's bush league. What about this number fourteen, a twelve U team bringing walk up music on the road with them? I mean, walk up music might be a bit much. I like when our guys bring music. You know, we've got one player on our team that brings a little speaker with him, and, you know, when we're taking batting practice in the cage, he's got some music going. You know, you look at all levels, college college ball, pro ball, they've always got music playing during infield, outfield, during during BP on the field. So I like having music. I think it keeps the guys loose. It keeps them having fun. Walk-up music, however, on the road at 12U might be a bit much. I'm borderline Bush League because we did it. Our coach wanted to try it, so we did it, and the other team was like, Hey, it's kind of fun having music, like, you know, but it was very subtle. The guy walking over, maybe it was a four-second, 1,001, 1,002, 1,003, done. Like, very kind of, like, chill, but add a little flavor. And in between innings, you kind of, like you said, played a little bit. It just made it much more, it just brought some life to it, you know. But there's some teams that crank that music so loud and almost like the pitcher's in his delivery and they're still playing the same music. Like Curse that's words. Taking, that's taking it a little bit overboard, but. Like Coach Steve said, I think that just bringing some music just makes it more fun for the boys. I think it's kind of there, – there's certain parts of it that could be kind of Bush League. But, yeah, so so I think that there's just – so, Coach Steve, is there, is there anything specific that really gets under your skin, you know, as, while we're on the topics of, you know, Bush League events or things that have happened um, that kind of get you fired up um, that, that weren't asked here on the questions? Is there anything – or, or maybe one of these that really gets you fired up that you've seen. Yeah, really for me, it's like the players are going to be, uh, you know, they're going to take on the role of the coach. So when you've got a coach screaming at the umpire on every single ball and strike call, 
you know, and then all of a sudden the parents jump in, and all of a sudden the players jump in. All of that's bush league to me. So I, I think it starts from the top down, and you've got to have coaches and leaders that are gonna, you know, guide these kids in the right direction. You know, we see stuff in the big leagues, like some of the bat flips and some of the 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 trash talking. Again, like you want to keep baseball fun. Obviously, you know, everybody's trying to grow with the game, and you'll love seeing the young guys out there enjoying themselves, but. I think there's some gray area there. You know, when you see 12U teams, you know, they're up 15 runs and they're throwing tomahawk bat flips at their own dugout, you know, when they're up a bunch of runs. Like, that kind of stuff is too much. That's not Jose Bautista hitting a bomb in the ALCS fired up with 60,000 people around him. That's just beating up on a team that you should be beating up on. So I think, coaches, it's our job to obviously let the kids have fun, let them do their thing, but just be aware of certain situations. And I think a lot of these part of it is is the game it's baseball like you you know you got to do some things to to manufacture runs but you know where these comments are coming from are more so like all right this guy's stealing home to get the mercy mercy rule win up 14 to 4 in the last and like stuff like that that drives me nuts but yeah again I just think I think it starts from from the coaching staff you know and the parents and sending a clear message when the season begins like look we're gonna have fun you guys can do handshakes you can play music if you want but we're never going to embarrass another team. Right. I think one of the pet peeves that I have is 12U game. And this pet peeve was from the umpire. It was like every time that there was a ball, if it was a little bit outside, the guy would have to exaggerate where the ball crossed the plate. And he would go over, he's like, that's a ball. And he would point to where it was. Or if it was low, he'd go down low and like almost like go in front of the catcher to like show where the ball was to justify why. And I'm like, blue. I'm not even arguing the call. Like, I'm not even talking. Like, you don't have to tell me where it was. You know, like, I I know it was low. Or I'll be like, oh, good pitch. And he'll be like, ball. And he'll be like, no, 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 that was up. And I'm like, like, it was just like the back and forth. And what about this one? The coach, after the game, that's been to a good 30 to 35 minutes ripping into their team. And then they go run after the game. Like, great game. Both teams played awesome. Like, what are you talking about for 35 minutes and then making the kids? It's like, 100% coach, <laughs> that, that's, that's just Bush League. Like, I'm all about going over stuff and, you know, using that time wisely. But 35 minutes and we see it a lot, don't we? We do. We do. We see it just about every weekend. Um, you know, those coaches that, first of all, the kids don't care. The kids are going to forget about the game five minutes after. They're worried about what they're doing, especially at the younger ages, worried about who's house they're going to to go swimming so you know I think sometimes coaches especially coaching the younger teams take it way too far all right brief recap you know here are some things we did well here's some things we need to work on this week at practice different than you know trying to discipline your team for having a lack of effort or you know not playing the game hard or doing things the right way but you know if you just get beat you know Kids are bummed. They're going to be bummed until they get in the car and then they're going to forget about it you know half the wins or half the, the losses we take way more personal than, than the players do. What about the box? The, the coach is out, the, the coach that's out there and, you know, your pitcher comes set, run around third, he gets ready to pitch, and the guy just starts screaming, balk, balk, and the kid kind of, like, the kid kind of jolts a little bit, and you're like, you knew there clearly was no balk. Yeah. Like, come on, if it was a twinch or a flitch and it was a balk, like, I'm all for that. But to try to create a balk when a kid's 11 or 12 years old so he can score the runner from third, like, Come on, coaches. 100% you know? Bush League. And, again, I think it's all age. It's, yeah. you know, if you're talking about a kid that's playing 11U baseball for the first time and he's just learning how to pitch from the stretch, holding runners on, like, 
that's what the bulk warnings, you know, in place in a lot of the, these leagues, and it should be. You know, we're trying to teach the kids how to play the game the right way. We actually lost the game in high school. We were playing American Legion, and the batter called timeout, and the pitcher balked or stopped his windup halfway through, and there was a runner on third base, and the umpire never called time, and the run got the score because the umpire called it a balk. So I think our coach was arguing that it was a batter-induced balk. You're talking about, like, a coach-induced balk. You know, but that's you're talking high school baseball. You have to know what you're doing at that right. point. When you're talking about the younger ages, that's that's bad. Coach Steve, how about this one? I saw this one in Cooperstown while we were playing. We faced this one team. We saw the pitcher throw about two to three innings to close out the game before ours. We play them. Then he throws another three to four innings. He closes out our game. And the next morning, we go to a game, and he's starting. He pitched three times in two days. I mean, against us, he threw 71 pitches. He had to have thrown at least 71 pitches a game before ours. And then he started the next morning, and he threw the complete game. So the kid probably threw 250 pitches. Do you think it's Bush League that coaches try to win at all costs at the expense of a pitcher's arm? I don't know if it's Bush League or just idiotic. I mean, that is shame on the coach for doing that. Shame on, on the, the parents for letting it happen. And, and shame on the whatever tournament it might be for allowing that to happen. Uh, you know, a lot of the tournaments have pitch count rules. Some don't. Uh, we got to protect the kids, though. We got to protect their arms. You know, I've seen, I've seen situations where you got kids, the same kid rostered on multiple teams. And, you know, two different uniforms, two different numbers, probably two different names. And, you know, one team gets knocked out of the playoffs and he goes and throws on a different uniform and pitches for the other team. So, I mean, that crap happens all the time, but it's, it's, it's terrible. Yes, definitely Bush League, but really just stupidity on, on the coach's philosophy and, and outlook. You know, you're going you're gonna to injure some kid and probably end his career at a really, really young age um, for what? to try to win a baseball game. I got to tell you, when we were watching the other team play, I'm like, hey, guys, I think we could beat these guys. We were up two to one. You know, it was like the fourth or, you know, fourth inning. And I'm like, well, I know we can't throw that guy. Next thing you know, the same guy comes. I'm like, wait, they're throwing him again? And he ended up hitting a walk-off against us, so they ended up beating us. So he was like the guy that pitched and hit and pretty much was the only guy to beat you. And I was like, man, I couldn't believe he came back, back back-to-back games and through, but yeah, I guess uh, I guess that happens. You see all kinds of stuff. So for any of you that are wondering pitch count rules or some certain rules to maybe follow, and you're maybe new to coaching and you're not sure what a good thing is, you can go on onto MLB Pitch Smart, and they have a whole you know a chart that you can go on based on their age, based on if they throw a certain amount of pitches, how many innings they you know how many days they should take off, how many you know off days, and that sort of thing. So. You know, if you are curious about what the right things are to do, that MLB Pitch Smart chart is a, is a really good resource for you. How about this one, Coach Duke? Um, it could be a, a prior instance. It could be maybe the guy hit a homer off you on the previous at bat. You know, maybe one of your guys got hit in the previous at bat. But what do you think about buzzing somebody up and in with, with, with a fastball? Oof. The old, un, the old unwritten rule, the one that you don't know if it's actually happening or not happening. I got to tell you. You know, coaching, coaching youth players, there's no way I would tell, you know, a 12-year-old kid, hey, throw this one. Like, they're not, A, they probably don't even understand why. B, it's just who knows what's going to happen. You know, you see it on TV, and you see a guy just 
smoke a 97 mile an hour fastball behind somebody, then they come right after him again. It's like, dude, you got one shot. If you missed your shot, don't come back after it again. But I mean, you, you see it on TV and some guys just take it knowing that they're going to get hit for something that maybe happens. But then you, that's how the brawls happen, right? Like, I mean, guys are throwing harder and harder and harder. And, you know, there's, there's guys getting hit in the face, guys getting hit in the jaw. Like, it's just a, that's a scary thing to do. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? I agree with you. You know, it's, that's part of the game. Let's say, you know, Derek Jeter got drilled in the back and is, you know, first at bat and, you know, it's Yankees, Red Sox and whoever, Roger Clemens was on the mound and, you know, he drilled their leadoff hitter in the back or in, you know, in the butt or the back of the leg. That's one thing. But again, if you miss your shot and you miss them, don't do it again. And two, I think throwing at somebody's head, you know, that's p potentially a, a career ending injury. You know, drilling somebody in the lower back, it's going to sting for 30 seconds. You got your message across, whatever, it's over. But, you know, I think when, when you're aiming for somebody's head, that's where things can get real ugly and you can really, really do some damage. Uh, absolutely not at the young, young, younger levels, right? We're not going to teach guys to do that. But once you get up there in the pro ball or even college and, you know, you just want to send a message that you're going to defend, defend your team here, that's one thing. But doing it the right way and not, you know, trying to pepper this guy and you keep missing him and you just keep going for it, that, that's a whole other one. Well, coaches, we hope you, uh, you enjoyed this episode of our top – Bush League things that we've seen on the ball field. So keep the questions coming. We love hearing what you're talking about and any ways that we can help you. So thanks for watching the episode. We're excited for next week. Coach Duke, Coach Steve with the Get Zoned In podcast. We'll see you next time.